Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. We all have tiny seeds that we plant throughout our life that we desire to see flourish. But far too often, we find ourselves staring into empty fields of buried seeds. And for the sake of this podcast, we're going to call these seeds our dreams. Dreams of successful businesses, careers, inventions, and even relationships. And when we don't see immediate evidence of the seed that we have sown, we have a habit of getting discouraged and telling ourselves that maybe... Being a farmer of dreams was never our destiny, but rather a skill reserved for others. When in actuality, the only reason we may not have witnessed the manifestation of our sown seeds is because we started planting a season too soon. Or we spent too much time investing our valuable seed in the wrong soil. Only to discover that the soil we sowed into wasn't conducive to the type of crop we had desired to grow, let me explain. Let's say your dream has always been to grow a cactus field in your backyard. I know, but go along with me. I'm trying to give you an example. Say you lived in Alaska and your dream has always been to grow a cactus field in your backyard. So you make your way down to the local store and you purchase cactus seeds in the middle of December. You grab your seeds and you rush home and begin to plant them in the ground of your snow-covered backyard. And then you wait, only to realize a few weeks later that nothing has sprouted out of the ground. One not understanding farming or agriculture would assume that maybe they purchased a bad batch of seeds. Not realizing that there isn't anything wrong with the seed, but instead the atmosphere and the conditions were just completely wrong killing our seed, and ending the dream of growing that cactus field. It's moments like these when we get caught in our feelings and we become discouraged. And if we aren't careful, even better, spewing outlandish accusations like our seed or our idea or our dream wasn't that good in the first place or the soil was damned from the start, when the truth could actually be that the seed and soil was a premium quality. But we planted the seed during the wrong time, in the wrong location. And because of our eagerness to produce crop, we rushed and planted out of season. Hence, resulting in our barrenness. Can I ask you a question? What dream seed have you given up on because you hadn't seen results yet? What if I told you to dig those seeds back up out of the dirt? Because they could still be useful and productive. But this time, this time when you plant, you're going to make sure that you take into account some very important growth and developmental strategies to be sure that you see a harvest. Here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to turn inward. Block out all of the outside noise and negativity that may surround you. Begin to build yourself up, affirm, and talk to yourself daily. One of the things that I have found useful whenever attempting something new or challenging is I I tend to affirm myself by telling myself that I am well and capable 
of completing the task before me. Remember, despite how many people try and encourage you, it won't matter until you believe it. So wake up every morning, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am capable. I am equipped. I am powerful. Good things are coming to me. My voice matters. My opinions count. Fear, failure, and faithfulness are all choices. But so is courage, love, and persistence. I will do all I can today. What I succeed at, I will celebrate. And what I fail at, I will attempt again tomorrow. But today, today I win. Today I plant seed and wait for harvest. The second thing that I want you to do is define your projected outcome. Before planting or farming any dream, first decide what it is, what you desire for it to look like once it's grown. What will the dream look like? Who would the dream have helped? How would this dream or goal have benefited your life once it's fully grown? Remember, I told you, the key to decoding your greatness in life is figuring out how to produce new thinking and pathways for others to travel. For greatness always leaves a legacy. The third thing you should do is evaluate the soil and atmosphere. Before planting, take a look at your surroundings. Decide what weeds need to be uprooted in your life or what areas in the soil of your heart need to be treated first because planting in weeds can choke out your seed. And planting in bad soil can kill your seed as well. Get rid of all the crows and ravens that could be lurking in your life that fly around and wait for you to drop your seed so they can swoop down and pick it up. And the most important thing to remember is that you have to be a farmer. And I want to give you some attributes of a good farmer. The first attribute that a good farmer has is patience. It's often been said that good things take time. And that anything worth having never comes easy. While I hate to sound like a broken record, I must admit that I have found this to be true. Some of the greatest things I have ever accomplished, experienced, or received came after days, months, and even years of sowing seed. Into what then felt like dead soil or seasons of inactivity. But like a farmer, I continued to plant seed in hopes of one day receiving great harvest. The second thing that a good farmer knows is the weather. Growing up, I, I was always fascinated by the weather. I always found it intriguing how certain shifts in the atmosphere could produce certain types of storms. There are rain, and then there are thunderstorms. There are hurricanes, and then there are floods. And there are also tornadoes. While every last one of these phenomenons are different, they all are classified by the same word, storm. A storm is defined as a violent disturbance of the atmosphere. As you know, life can often fit the definition of a storm all too well. Think about it. Storms have a way of showing up uninvited at the wrong times, unexpectedly. Not only that, they uproot and they toss things around. They come into our life and they shake and they break things up. And sometimes, depending on the severity, they can cause unrepairable damage. 
So a farmer must be aware of the possibility of unexpected storms appearing out of nowhere. Farmers watch the weather every day to make sure that their seed and crop aren't dramatically affected. Their ability to observe and understand weather conditions give them an advantage in knowing when it's the right time to plant, harvest, or sell crop. So just like farmers, we too must be prepared to face challenges as they relate to our destiny and dreams. If we prepare correctly, we can make sure we take protective measures to secure the peace and the livelihood of our crops. When a farmer or gardener suspects a storm is approaching, he sets up wind barriers and heavy bags for protection. We too must make sure that we place covering around our life and dreams. The covering that I prescribe to is prayer. I pray knowing that even though I may not be able to stop the storm, I can most definitely pray to God by the way of Jesus Christ, who can provide protection and peace that surpasses all understanding during the storm. The third attribute that a good farmer has is his ability to take risk. Farmers take huge risk every year. They deal with the uncertainty of what the quality and health of their livestock and crop will look like. But that does not stop the farmer from planting. He understands that risk. And he understands that it needs to be taken. So is the same dilemma with decoding destiny. There is no way of reaching it unless we take risk to try. Even when the outcome is uncertain. Because just like the farmer, there is never a guarantee of the quality of crop that we will produce. However, if he doesn't plant the seed and work hard on his dream, then he will most certainly not see the manifestation of what he's hoped for in the first place. The farmer knows that at the end of the day, it all depends on his ability to plant and then trust God to provide the right weather and conditions, even when there's uncertainty. What some call risk, I call faith. Because faith says, faith is the thing hoped for, but the evidence of things not yet seen. The fourth attribute that a good farmer has is his ability to work hard. As a farmer, some years and seasons are worse than others and require more work. But regardless, working through the rough times are imperative in order to produce. This means often waking up before the sun to take inventory of where you are in the pursuit of your ideas and dreams. Working out in the field, putting in grueling work hours without instant gratification. And then sometimes even burning the midnight oil, then falling asleep only to wake up again in the morning to repeat the same routine. And the last attribute that a good farmer has is his ability to observe his environment. Farmers know that maintaining the environment is crucial. So they constantly make improvements to their fields and their environment so they can produce better crop in the future. At the end of the day, take care of what you have. Take nothing that God has given you for granted whether it's a gift, talent, idea, business, or dream, is what God has entrusted to you. So keep your environment free of negativity, emotional clutter, and seed devourers called doubt. Your time is not coming. Your time is now. Every seed and every dream has a date for harvest. So keep believing. Listen, I love you. And I am your biggest fan. And until we meet again, remember to continue to decode your greatness.